uh, I said, I want to be, I want to be a high school social studies teacher. And she looked me right in the face and said, well, you know what? Maybe you should pursue something else because I I just don't know if that's for you. I don't, I don't know if you're smart enough. Whoa. Welcome to the American Grown Podcast hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Tony Sinico, Future Athletic Director at Lebanon High. Tony, welcome to episode 67 of the American Grown Podcast. All right, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm glad you can make it in. Awesome, yeah. Uh, I know it's been a while as we were talking off air. It was last, like, April or May? April or May. You filled out the form. Yep. So, first off, congratulations on the new new role, new job. Yeah, uh, pretty exciting stuff. So, a lot has changed since May, and most importantly here, the last uh, two or three weeks being named the uh, new athletic director and... uh, Director of Student Activities at Lebanon High School yeah. and School District. So, yeah, that's pretty good news. That's exciting. Yeah, I mean, it is. Seriously. Yes, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't notice, but you got the the L on your shirt at Lebanon Athletics. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm repping uh, Lebanon today with, with, with the sweatshirt. I, I do have uh, another sweatshirt I, I have to give, you know, props to. You know Cedar Crest High School and the lacrosse team, which has been a huge part of my life. So yeah. I definitely have a, a Cedar Crest sweatshirt too to possibly take pictures in later. So oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like both sides of the coin there. Yeah, yeah. I should I should have a sweatshirt that has half Lebanon and half Cedar Crest. Oh, yeah, that'd be a big hit. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into all that. Um, you know, your coaching career, your social studies teacher, history teacher. But let's start off. Where did you grow up, and what was your early childhood like? So I actually grew up uh, in the Lebanon area. I went to South Lebanon Elementary. I grew up in actually Avon Heights. So not to be confused with Avon, uh, Avon Heights is a kind of the poorer section of the Avon area. Still an area that is doing a little bit better, but it was definitely low income when I grew up. So I didn't grow up with a lot of things, but uh, I, I love sports. Went to South Lebanon Elementary, went to Cedar Crest Middle School and High School, and um yeah, loved it. We always were outside back in the day. That, you know, in the '80s, I say today with these kids, I'm like these kids today. They don't know what it's like to be outside all the time. And I'm beginning to be like that old guy on the porch saying, "Get off my yard." <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but but that's how it was when we grew up, and I'm sure it was similar to you. We we were outside playing, and right. and that's really what it was like growing up in Heights. We didn't have many things, uh, but we uh, all kind of stuck together and played, you know, flag football or well, yeah. t- tackle football in the alley, which you know could you know I have a lot. Of, I still have scars on my knees and elbows from. <laughs> Tackle right. football in the alley, oh, but, uh, but we were always outside playing sports, and, uh, and and that's why it's a huge part of my life. Yeah, well, those are the days too. I mean, uh, now a days with the the newer generations, everything you have your iPads, iPhones, mm-hmm. and so much screen time that uh, I don't know if kids really go out and play, like you said, tackle football or or basketball. You know, on the weekends I, and things like I that. I don't you see know. it. I yeah. don't see it when I'm around the community, even my development. Uh, th- th- there's a lot of kids in my development and I just don't see them outside much, which is a shame because you got yeah. South Hills park. I mean, there's so many great parks locally here I and mean, you could ride bike. Yeah. yeah the rails, are, rail, the trails rails is awesome. Trail. I, I live a, my, my life is a lot on that with, with cycling, but uh, yeah, there's a lot to do in this area and ho- hopefully some things kind of coming up through working through the community and, and school districts that we can start having some, you know, more fields and, yeah. and stuff for kids to play with. Yeah, exactly. So now in high school, um, what activities, what sports did you play? What'd you like to do? Uh, so I, I was a bench warmer. Uh, I was not the best athlete. Uh, I was actually better at pickup games, uh, okay. but, uh, d- d- you know, for football, flag football, or even in gym. But I was a bench warmer. I played football, tore my ACL my sophomore year. 
so I played football all through middle school, ninth, 10th grade, 10th grade tournament ACL. So Oof. that was done for football. And at that time, it was kind of the death penalty in sports, almost like the Achilles. Yeah. And now we, we're learning even the Achilles isn't the, the death penalty in sports anymore. It's, right? it's a, Yeah. It's, a, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and yeah, yeah, oh my God, kind of, yeah. yeah crazy. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I also did track and uh, that, that was my favorite and actually the sport that I excelled most at. I did the four one hundred, the one hundred, and discus and shot. And, okay. uh, and oh, really, you yeah. did discus and shot. Discus and shot, and actually, discus was probably my my best, my yeah. best sport. I would at least place. Okay. Uh, never won, but I at least placed just about every meet uh, my senior year. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and then uh, actually, Coach Bear sent a message on Facebook uh, about the news breaking as being the AD, and he he mentioned on the. Uh, on someone's post, uh, I'll never forget when Tony scored that one point, and it was against I think it was against Township, okay. and, and it was a really really close match. And I I was the first alternate in the 100 meter, and I actually took third. Oh wow! So uh, yeah. so I was always in the alternate run fourth, but I did the 4 100. I started in the 4 100, uh, and I think someone was injured or they, they just couldn't make that meet. And uh, actually <laughs> took third in the only meet I started in. Yeah. Uh, and I believe it was against Township. Maybe it was Penn Manor. But, nice. Uh, yeah, so Coach Bear put put that on uh, social media a couple of weeks ago. So he was – I mean, okay, so you graduated uh, – what was it, 98? Class of 98. Class of 98. And Coach Bear was – was teaching even then? Was he he was I believe he's still with the, he was a teacher at Ebenezer. Yes, uh, okay. And he was coaching. I think it was his fourth or fifth year. Wow. Coach. He has to be pushing thirty years now. Wow. He should Maybe go for fifty. More. He should just keep going. He's yeah, in great yeah, shape. He yeah, could. Oh my goodness. He could. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. 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 For sure. But uh, yeah. So he he was my coach in track and it had to be his fourth or fifth year. Another coach who's still with him, Coach Brown, who does the throwing. Yeah. Co- no coach, way. He, he was he was he was my throwing coach. Yeah. Yeah, same a small world because like, you know, even though all right, the nineties aren't that far away. It's like, no, it's far. It's that far I, away. I guess it is. I, I graduated twenty six years ago. Wow. Yeah, that is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. How time flies, you know. But yet they're still there, and I mean, to me, they're a staple in Lebanon County, Lebanon Lancaster track and field. Oh my goodness, Coach yeah. Bear, Coach Brown, phenomenal guys. Um, great because they, I think what, at least from my perspective. They care about the athletes, and they they know the athletes. I feel like some coaches, just in general, uh, you're just a, you're just a number, right? You're just a player. Go out and perform. If you don't perform, sit on the bench. You're out. But they want to better you. And now track is a very individual sport, also team, but it's it's individual based. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think Those that's guys. why I excelled at it because yeah. it, and and it's funny because I I'm a huge fan of team sports. I coach team sports, you know, for ten years and right. uh, or, or even longer, but ten years at, at Cedar Crest. And uh, it's, but I always loved track and I love that it was an individual sport, but yet also a team sport. And he did a great job of encompassing, you know, hey guys, you're giving a hundred percent, but we're doing it as a team. Even though it's, you're facing someone else, it wasn't really, you were facing other people. You were facing yourself and trying to better your own time, trying to better your own distance, trying to better your own height. And um, he made it not of a competition against a team. It was a competition against yourself on how you can be better. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. And so, you know, after high school, after track and everything, what were your plans for after high school? So I graduated Cedar Crest again, class of 98, and I attended University of West Virginia. Okay. Um, I was, I was, um, well, I, a couple of things. One, I kind of just liked the school. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the schools I got accepted into. I played at four different schools uh, at that time, or, or five different schools. The one was kind of just a throwaway school. Uh, and University of Delaware and Penn State, Maine denied me. Oh. Uh, and uh, that is okay. University of West Virginia accepted me. Yeah. So, um, and I went there. I was there for 
two, uh, one year and a semester. So a year and a half, I guess. Uh, so three semesters. Unfortunately, I did not focus on academics. And uh, yeah. mom and dad said, it's time for you to come home. Uh, got put on the academic uh, uh, list, uh, uh, probation, academic probation, I guess is what they called it then. So I forget what they, they have a new name for yeah. it today. But uh, yeah, I was on academic probation and my parents said, hey, you know what? It's time for you to come home, go into the real world. And, and that's what I did. What, what do you think you learned from your time there that could help those listening? Um, well, actually, I'm very honest with my students about it. Uh, and, and even my daughter, you know, growing up is, uh, you know, I wasn't ready. I was immature. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't there for the right reasons. And it really taught me now in life is, hey, it's okay to make mistakes, but it's important to learn from those mistakes. And also try not to learn from others so you're not making those same mistakes. Like that was something I was trying to teach my daughter. Hey, you can't do this. You can't do that. Because I was very fortunate to get a second chance mm -hmm. in, in life to become a teacher, which is something I've always wanted to be. So it, it's, hey, seize the opportunity, make the mistake, but learn from the mistake and keep going, keep pushing through. And uh, that's something I'm honest with my students. And, uh, you know, they get a, you know, a crack out of it when I when I say, hey, yeah, I majored in partying. And that wasn't an actual major. Yeah, and, right, and, you know, the right. kids start laughing. And, and I said, yeah. hey, you know, I didn't I didn't have my priorities right. And yeah. um, I'm fortunate enough when, you know, late 20s, early 30s that I, I got a second chance to go back to school and, and do what I've always wanted to do. I feel like college, um, when, when high school students go, you have so much free time, right? You, mm. you can do whatever you want. You know, you can get yeah. into trouble, you can party, you can work out, you know, whatever, it, it, you study. And it's just, I feel like a lot of high school students aren't used to that freedom. You know, it's always mom and dad, you know, this time's dinner, this bedtime, whatever it is, because you've always been told throughout your whole life, this is your schedule. This is what and, you're and, doing. I, and I'm a very yeah. schedule-oriented person. I think for me, it was the freedom. I, I, I yeah. grew up in a strict household, which I, I also think has formed me, you know, as the, as the adult that I am today and the person I grew up to be. But as soon as I had that kind of, I, I say, taste of freedom, I kind of forgot about structure. I forgot about the schedule. And I also forgot about my priorities on, you know, why I was actually the first person in my immediate family to attend college. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. you know, kind of uh, pissed away that opportunity the first time around. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, let's pick up from there. You know, mom and dad said, hey, come on back, come back home. What was your journey like from there? So uh, at that time, I was a part-time worker for Giant Food, uh, which is uh, on Bowman Street, still there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was in the meat, seafood, and deli department, just as a you know, 19, 20-year-old person, uh, you know, working 30 hours a week and you know, doing what I can to make money. And I was met by one of their district managers who said, hey, you know, Tony, you know, we're kind of looking uh, to improve some positions and stores. And we had this new position. I don't even think they have it anymore, but customer operations manager, COM. Okay. Uh, and they uh, said, we would love to get you into training. I said, I'm, I think I'm just on a break. I, I, I was kind of, I pushed it off the first time. I saw him about a month or two ago. And he said, hey, Tony, let's uh, let's talk about this. So, you know, serious. And, and at that time, you know, you're making $20,000, $25,000 a year mm -hmm. as a part-time worker. And when they offered, hey, we'll, we'll give you, I think my starting salary was like forty-five or 50000 So yeah. almost doubling, and you're 20 years old. You say, yeah, and that's not that, bad. Yeah, well, that's like, real good. Hey, yeah. Well, that, that roots me in. So yeah. I ended up going into uh, grocery retail, worked for Giant Food for three or four years. That district manager actually left and went to Wise Markets. Oh, Wow. which I did not know was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, I was still a giant. I bumped into him at Wise Markets uh, in Lebanon, and uh, he, where he was the district manager. And we started talking. And next thing you know, I ended up going to Wise Markets. What? Uh, <laughs> yep, I ended up going to Wise Markets. Yeah. And I was an assistant store manager 
uh, for four or five years and then into store management and uh, up until about 29, 30. And, and you know what? The, the pay was amazing. They, they, they pay well. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's a lot of hours yeah. uh, and six, seven days a week. So it, 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 it's draining. It's draining. But it was also rewarding. I had fun. I met a lot of nice people. Uh, but it wasn't what I really wanted to do. It, it wasn't what made me happy. Right. Yeah. It's it's yeah. nowhere near higher education. Right. You know, no, it's, not it's, at all. It's it's, it's the food industry, but uh, the grocery industry. Um, and Wise Market is one of our clients here at Color Tech. Oh, so okay, shout great. out. To, all right. I'm glad you said good things about them. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that oh, yes. I, I still I still shop there on 12th Street, Same right here. right down yeah. the road here. I'm there. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, go to the, the pharmacy. And there's actually still some, not many, but there's still a couple of people that are still working there from when I I left that particular store. I was in that store for a couple of years, but I think I left there in like 2007. Okay. Yeah. So 2007, you know, you, you climbed the ladder at Wise Markets, making good money, yep. young. So then what got you back into teaching? I mean, what was the transition? So to kind, of, yeah. to, to kind of go back a little, mm-hmm. um, and I, I got married uh, very young at 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. Got married at 22. A uh, young lady that, you know, we were friends in high school and, and we kind of jumped into it. And we both realized now that it, it was, you know, very rushed and we probably shouldn't have done it. Uh, there's no hard feelings or ill will towards each other. Yeah. But we were long and we were together long enough to have my daughter, Isabella, okay. uh, which I know you've met a few times. Yes, and yeah. and yes, yeah, so uh, we had Isabella, but we went our separate ways. And, um, you know, it was kind of on the single scene for, for about a year, year and a half. And I met my who would be my next wife and my current wife, uh, Kelly. And she was, uh, you know, uh, she was a probation officer at the time. Okay. Uh, she, you know, had a college degree and, and, and really wanted me to kind of go back and do it and kind of the breaking. And, and also because I was missing a lot of my daughter's stuff. Um, so she was getting into kindergarten, first grade, yes. and uh, I was missing soccer games. I was missing oh, because wow. I had to do, I had to work a lot. And kind of the final straw where my wife is like, hey, she kept saying, I really want you to go back to school. I really want to go back to school. Uh, I think it was 2009. We actually had a white Christmas, or at least if it wasn't here up north by Sunbury. Okay. So something happened with a truckload coming in, and I had to go into work on Christmas. That There was a refrigeration, something long. Oh, so, you, yeah. so you were up in... In Sunbury, or you're, you're so, here in Lebanon? Uh, I, I was here at that time. I was in the E Town store, but they mm, were okay. looking for help to, to, to go up uh, and, and, and help. So there was a ref- refrigeration issue. I ended up working the entire Christmas day. Missed Christmas with my family, missed it with my daughter. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it, it's one of those rare things. It's not like Wise Markets does that to, to all their employees. It, it right. was just one of those freak things. And uh, I came home that night, and my wife said, "Okay, this this is it. You're you're going back yeah. to school." So shout out to Kelly because without Kelly, uh, none of this would be possible. Yeah, not, none of this would happen. She uh, pushed you and said, "Hey, you you need to do this." Yes, yeah. I'd probably be a miserable person doing so, and not miserable because it, it's grocery retail, but it's not what I loved. It's not what I wanted to do. Right, what you're passionate and, about. Right, yeah. and uh, she said, "We're, we're going to make this happen." And actually, said, "I already have a part time job lined up for you. You're quitting your job. You're going back to school full time." Really? Had it all set up. Yeah. And, and there was no ifs, ands, or buts. Wow. It was like this Kelly's is, not messing around. No. Like, and, and if yeah. anyone who knows my wife, Kelly, um, and, and I know a lot of people do, uh, she's not someone that messes around. She was like, this is what you're doing, and, and end of story. So you got this second chance you know, at, at your career, something you're passionate about. Um, you know, you've been uh, an educator for 10 years, if not uh, uh, 11 years. 11 yeah, years 11 now. Years. 11 yeah. years. Yeah. So, yeah, take me through, you know, getting your education to become a, a teacher, and then... Was Cedar Crest like your your uh, 
first hire or how'd that work out? So, so to go back for, for the school, I actually went to hack because at that time it was January by the time I applied and, okay. you know, at oh, LBC, yeah. E-Town, uh, Penn State, Harrisburg, Millersville, the schools that I applied to, it, it was too late to start that semester. So I actually went to hack, uh, spring of 2010 and, uh, and summer of 2010, um, I'm trying to think. And actually I went in the fall again because I didn't qualify. I was pushing to qualify for as many scholarships as possible. And right, you had to okay. have a, a certain GPA. I think it was, they needed a LVC and E-Town were looking for like a, a three, six or something like that from there. So you could get 50% off or more. And I was running around like a three, five, three, five, right there, five, right there. Right there. Yeah. And uh, they were offering me the, the, the third, you know, a 33% off. And I was like, I, oh, okay. I, I need that half. I need that yeah. half. So I stayed another semester and I started LVC in January of 2011 then. Uh, so where I qualified for the 50% because I got that GPA up. Uh, yeah. Know, I think I finished with like a 3.65 or something like nice. that. Nice. Okay. And after at Hack. So I attended Hack. I loved Hack. I actually tell my students, hey, go to Hack. If you're unsure what you want to do or even if you're sure what you want to do. Yeah. And you want to save money for a year or two, go to Hack because I had a great experience. 100%. And uh, so, so I promote that. I tell kids to do that. Nothing wrong with going to community school. I did it. I mm -hmm. enjoyed it. I appreciated it. And uh, so I went to Hack first. Then I started attending LV LVC in 2011 uh, in uh, history major because they don't have a secondary – they don't have a secondary – major so you don't have a high school major it's you major in your in your course which is you know history minored in political science and then secondary education is almost like your like your official minor right or l-ed is kind of like your official minor so uh yep started there met with uh dr walker dr karen walker who was the supervisor for secondary education there absolutely amazing she she's a great mentor and someone who uh, texted me as soon as the news kind of hit the uh, yeah. web town and Facebook and Twitter or X, whatever we call it now. Uh, she made sure to send me a text and actually gave me a call a couple That's hours awesome. later. Wow. Same with uh, Dr. Michael Schroeder, who I know ran for county commissioner here yeah, lately. That sounds familiar. Yeah. He, he was my other supervisor for history, for the history department. And uh, same thing. He, he sent me a text, sent me a couple messages on social media. And uh, they were huge. They, they were such a huge help at LVC because I was a non-traditional student. Here, yeah. here I am 30, 31 years old, okay. uh, you know, starting at LVC. I had a house, family. Right. And uh, they were very supportive. You know, there were times that, you know, maybe my daughter, she didn't have school. My wife was working. So uh, her mom was maybe working and couldn't be with her mom. So I would take my daughter with me to class yeah. uh, at LVC. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, they, they were awesome. Absolutely very amazing. Supportive yeah, and, very supportive. Yeah. And uh, even when Dr. Walker retired, I'm going to mess up the years here. I'll be honest, since COVID, my years yeah. have all been oh, COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, mess, that messed up. A couple years there, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I believe it was 2018 or 19 when she retired from Lebanon Valley College. She actually asked me to MC her retirement, which I've never done anything like that yeah before. how'd it go, how'd uh, it it, go? i think it went well yeah <laughs> i think it went well, yeah. well what do you uh, mean so, you, you do announce you do announcements for you know cedar crest girls yeah, yeah so so i uh, yeah i've been announcing yeah. uh, girls and boys basketball yeah uh, not to jump ahead but like uh, yeah and, and i announced the football games uh yeah, what when right. uh, when rick dissinger became uh the uh, athletic director he asked me to if i wanted to take over the announcing for football so so i do that but it, it, it's completely different yeah it's completely because different. it's that mc event you know emceeing that event was like a, a taste of you know announcing yeah possibly well i was already announcing at that point i started announcing the okay. girls basketball games in 2015 and uh, i started announcing the boys basketball games in 2017 yeah that would be right i guess wow yeah okay yeah. okay so it's i've been announcing for a while you have yeah Jeez. okay so um you know lvc you graduate 
What, what, what came after that? So I student taught at Elko with uh, Bob Miller, uh, who is their track coach, football, basketball. Yeah. I mean, he does everything. Uh, probably one of the best guys in the community up there was Rob Bear. Okay, and, yes. Uh, yep. So I, I did my student teaching with him. He got, he got me involved in wanting to, to coach uh, as a volunteer for junior high football. Uh, was going to help out with track. They were kind of lining me up for a um, short-term sub-position. Unfortunately, I wasn't getting hired over the summer. Uh, I made the final interview four different times. Wow. And did not get hired. Four different times you had Four different interview. times I made it to the final two interview and did not and get did hired. Not get hired. Wow. Did not get hired. So Elko was, was beginning to set me up. Hey, well, we're going to have a short-term position. Um, looks like it might turn into long-term. Let's do this. And uh, it was the very next day, Cornwall, Lebanon called. And it was actually at the time Dr. Dave Housel, who was the assistant superintendent. He knew my wife. And he said, hey, did Tony find a job yet? And she said, no, like kind of frustrating. It's like, no, he, he went through yeah. all this. Oh, and, my gosh, yeah, especially and, four uh, times interviewing. Yeah, so on. Right. Yeah. So he said, I think I have something here for Tony. Uh, have him come in. So I went in. Of course, I put a shirt and a tie on, but I didn't dress up. I think it was just I thought it was going to be a casual, yeah. prompt-to, unofficial talk. And I show up at the high school and all of admin is there well it's, so it's, it's not it's, it's not a one-on-one interview, -on -one interview. No, it's like, it was an interview oh, wow caught and off guard I, a little bit uh, completely and yeah. i was extremely embarrassed that i was not in the suit i did not have my portfolio i did not right. have <sighs> right and uh, yeah but it worked out it it's uh they, they called actually later that day and said hey we want to move in this direction uh it was a long-term sub position at the time okay uh what they said the possibility of becoming it full-time which it, it did by the end of the year and that was so it was social studies all social studies yep. yeah yeah okay uh so what did you enjoy most about being a social studies teacher what um, one, I just, I just love history and I really lucked out when I was at Elko and I did my student teaching and I was doing the day-to-day -day subbing towards the end of the, the 2014 year. Uh, I was always in history classes and U S history. Uh, we call it U S history too. Now we just call it U S history. Essentially it's modern 1900 to, okay. to, to present. I usually stop right around the Barack Obama uh, election in 2008. And, uh, that's also my favorite thing to teach. And when I went into Cedar Crest, that was what they needed me to teach. Oh, it's perfect. perfect it was fit. perfect. And I already yeah. was like, hey, I already have the lessons. I already have the pacing. Oh, you're I, ready to I, rock yeah, and roll. I, Let's I go. have everything. Let's do this. Yeah. And uh, and just worked out. And that year, uh, teaching 2014-15, my first year at Cedar Crest, was absolutely amazing and something I'll never forget. Uh, and even the students. Uh, yeah. One of them, I, I know you uh, interviewed in uh, Hollywood, uh, Greg yeah. Munyon. Yeah. Uh, he, was my, uh, he was my first class teaching. At Cedar Crest, and, and we've stayed in contact. Your first year, first year, uh, man, that's rough. No, I'm just, what a great student five. Oh yeah. my, and that class, uh, that for that class, there's at least 15, 20 students of that graduating class that still stay in contact with me. That's phenomenal. Um, that says yeah. a lot about you as a teacher, and you know, because I feel like I mean, there, there's one history teacher, social studies teacher I remember middle school that I really enjoyed his class and his teachings. Uh, Mr. Muritz, I, I forget his first name. Chris. Yes, Chris Muritz. Yeah. yeah, he was a uh, he's a veteran. You know, I think he served in Desert Storm. Uh, yes, I'd love to get him on the podcast. He I haven't would seen be him in amazing. forever. Amazing. Yeah, and, and it's great you mentioned his name because I happen to have my daughter in class for for history twice. Okay, her favorite teacher is Miss Muritz. Yeah, not not her dad. Her favorite all time <laughs> social studies teacher was Mr. Moritz. See? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's got a point. Just because I feel like, well, I mean, you're, you're dad. So in that yeah. case, you know, your yeah. dad, it's like, eh, you know, yeah, no. but like his uh, subject, because I remember like the Spartans and just 
the deep history of the Roman Empire, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and just what a what a neat uh, storyteller. Uh, you know, he would tell some neat stories. And uh, hey, he's a great yeah. guy. We we were on the safety committee, the the uh, Cornwall Lemons School District Safety Committee. Uh, for a few years together, and we would sit together, and, and what an amazing guy! Yeah, he, he is. He, he's he's the best. Yeah. So the first year, you know, you have Greg Munn in Hollywood, his class. Second year was was good. You said those first two years were really good. How how did things progress then? I mean, I mean, ten years at Cedar Crest as an educator. You know what what did you see? What were some of the issues you ran into? Um, talk a little bit about that. Uh, it, well, that, that for sure. There, there are just so many stories. Um, I also had Caitlin Albright. Um, oh, yeah. basketball, volleyball, uh-huh. uh, and then of course, uh, you know, uh, Evan Horn would, would swing by a lot by okay, the room right. and I uh, got to meet Evan and he's a great guy that just saw him a couple of nights ago, again, at one of the basketball games and yeah. amazing. So, so many great kids that I got to meet and stay in contact with. Um, and, but I just really immersed myself into culture of Cedar Crest and, uh, and actually within, I think it was like the first month or second month, uh, Rob Snyder who was the athletic director at the time oh, said, yeah. said, Hey, uh, Tony, I think the boys lacrosse team needs an assistant. And I said, I know nothing about lacrosse. Yeah. I don't know what th- I've said. I've been to one game my entire life. Okay. And I saw it on TV. Maybe I watched 10 minutes of it, but they want you to be an assistant. They wanted me to be an assistant. And, uh, the very next day, the head coach at the time of the boys team, Craig Chemline, okay. uh, who still teaches for the district. He actually had uh, moved from being a phys ed teacher to being the autism specialist. Uh, oh, wow. at Cornwall Elementary. Uh, uh, that's a passion of his. Special education yeah. was a passion of his. And uh, he, he jumped into that as soon as there was an opportunity. And he's doing great things there at Cornwall Elementary. That's phenomenal. But, but he came in and saw me uh, during homeroom when there was no kids yet. And he said, hey, I'm kind of looking for an assistant. You know, it's myself and Will Falk. I'm not sure if you... Uh, that sounds familiar. So yeah. he was he took over after Craig left Okay. Uh, the, the coaching scene. And, um, and then him and I coached the boys together, but he goes, Hey, c- come by and meet well and I, and let's just see if it's a fit. And I fell in love with it day one. Actually the very first off season practice, it was in October, it was snowing and we were out in the turf. Nice. It was when we actually got snow and like the end of October, you <laughs> right, know, like right. snow squalls or now something. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and uh, we, we were out there and I was like, Oh man, this is so cool. Like how cool is this? And a great group of guys that, that I ended up coaching and some of them I'm still in contact with, you know, I, I call them my kids. And uh, I was like, man, I love this. Yeah. And uh, I just immersed myself into the, of the game of lacrosse, went to coaching clinics. I know this is going to sound lame, YouTube videos, but you, you just yeah. you, you just put yourself into it. YouTube education. And, and yeah. you, you go yeah. to games that aren't even yours and, you know, go to winter league games at Spooky Nook and just watch other teams. You became a student of the game. You're yeah, just, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, uh, and Craig and Will were huge in, in influencing that. And, you know, they would always come along and uh, – yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And and you coach so boys was from 2014 to 2014 to, to May of 2017. 2017. Yeah. Yep. And then you started coaching girls from 2018 to Well, to 27. So oh, 2018 sorry. was a season, but I was hired in June of 2017. Yeah. And then and then up to 2023? 2023. May's, May's when I stepped down. Okay. And you did coach. That's right. My cousin Caroline Manbeck. Yep. Um, yep. Carol. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The Manbecks. What, what a great family. What they are. And Carol. Great what, what, I, I say Carol was a freak athlete and, and yeah. with this, and I hope no one doesn't, she did not pick up her stick at all in the off season at all. She yeah. did not do any off season workouts, that but she, like Carol. Yeah. she showed up in March. Like she was practicing the entire time. So I, I called her a freak. Yeah. I was like, here's a kid that, you know, wouldn't Talent. pick up, put the stick down in May, pick it up again in March of the following year. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't skip a beat. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. One hell of an athlete. 
Yeah. And great kid. Great oh, kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, she's da- I think she's a senior now down there at Bama, yep, right? Yeah, at Bama. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy yep. to think that she's a senior, uh, part of a sorority, and just yep. living life. Yes, I, I, I follow her on social media, and I, and I see <laughs> – I of course, I see Pam a lot, you uh-huh. know, with her being a teacher, and I, I see Tom occasionally on the rail trail. Uncle Tommy, uh, yeah. Yep, and, uh, you know, and I was at his house, Carol, doing and. Yeah. yeah, so they're like, oh, she's living the life, Seneca. She is, yeah. I'll tell you. And then, uh, you know, her, her brother Josh is up in yep. uh, New York working the, yep. you know, the stocks, the trade up there. And it's like. And actually, I helped Josh move into his dorm room. Did you really? At ASU. At ASU, yeah, yeah. Hunter Craig was his roommate, his first okay. roommate. And wow. uh, so Hunter Craig was one of my former players. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Hunter's uh, mother was battling brain cancer. And. Um, it just was unable to do certain things for Hunter and what have you. And yeah. uh, his mom, I think it was uh, towards the end of his junior year, about halfway through his junior year, maybe towards the end, uh, sent me an email and said, hey, uh, you know, would, you know, Hunter loves you. He loves you in class. He loves you as a coach. Would you be willing to, you know, kind of like take him in a little, kind of be a father figure? Uh, and at that time, his his father was not really in his life. Uh, mm-hmm. that, now, that, now he is. He's back again. They're doing amazing. Uh, but uh, she's like, you know, would you leave it up? You know, maybe kind of show him colleges and kind of help him. Yeah. You know, and uh, he, I took him out to ASU for his first visit, and uh, and I fell in love with ASU out there, a gorgeous campus. And then Josh and uh, Hunter moved in together. They decided to go to ASU, and uh, yeah. I went out there with Hunter and helped him move in. And of course, you know, Josh and the man Bex, and we hung out there for I think seven or eight days. Wow! Yeah, that, that's it, awesome. It was awesome. That is because I mean, yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of people in general, not just coaches, but they wouldn't do that. But for you to be like, you know what I mean, to take your time, personal time. You know, that just shows how invested you are as a coach and with the athletes. You know, they're not just a a number or a, you know. And, and they're not, and, and you know, it's, it, it, I, I call them my kiddos and I just don't say that, you know, in, in general terms, I really do see them as, as like yeah. my kids. And, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to have, especially with social media and even though my social media is mostly private for me, um, you know, kiddos after graduation or, or they'll see me, Hey, can, can I have your Facebook or can, can I have your Instagram? Yeah. Um, and, and then once they graduate, I'll, I'll, you know, if they're asking, they want it. And I, I have. Uh, a lot of students, former students that, uh, that that follow me and reach out constantly. And I reach out to them. Hey, I haven't heard from you. That's great. What's right? going on? Yeah. What's going on in your life? Just checking in, yeah. What do you need? Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, and yeah, it's great to have that relationship with the kids. And that's what education is about. If you're in education just to be there to pick up a paycheck, you're in it for the wrong that's reasons. Wrong. And you're not making a difference. Sorry. Teaching, as we know, not the best paying uh, occupation. Doesn't pay poorly, mm-hmm. but it's not the best. And especially for all the education you have to put into it to, 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 right. to be able to do it. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm there for the kiddos. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm very lucky. And I'm sure that they can't see I'm knocking on wood here that they respect me that way, that they know I'm real. And then I'm there for them. Yes, for I'm, the right reasons. Yeah, I'm there for the right reasons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people like Coach Rob Bear, uh, who was a huge influence. Uh, uh, David Todd, who was a physics teacher at Cedar Crest only for two years. Okay. Now I think he's at Susquehanna high school yeah Uh, and i think he's been there Uh, actually i think he got like teacher of the year for pa for for science uh like five or six years ago Uh, amazing guy and he was a huge influence to me wanting to be a teacher and my teaching style uh because it was you know kids first it's all about the kids then yourself no very well put. what did you learn while being a coach and a teacher that'll carry over to becoming you know an an athletic director and and you know being an athletic director has always been you know even when I was in high school mm-hmm. and uh, at that time we had Barry Heckard 
who was the AD. And I absolutely loved Mr. Heckard. He was always very cool to me, and he was real. Yeah. You know, I was goofing off, not doing what I was supposed to do. He made sure to let me know. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I did something well or I did well in a meet, uh, he made sure to give me the high five and say good job. And yeah. uh, I was like, man, I want to be a teacher, but I also want to be an athletic director. So really, I, this is kind of my dream spot. So it's always been in the plans. It's just getting there. It was just getting there. Yeah. Um, okay. and, and I definitely took the long way <laughs> uh, to, to, to get there. Right. Uh, but, the scenic uh, route. Yeah, 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 most definitely. And uh, so... I, I think being the coach and, and being in the classroom and making kids first, community first, families first, being able to now go to the Lebanon School District, which we know is definitely a different demographic than the Cornwall Lebanon School District. With that being said, it's not as different as people think it is. Um, you know, Cedar Crest is more looking like a Lebanon uh, demographic than Hershey, Palmyra. Township, Hempfield, Warwick, uh, some of these other school districts, uh, Elko that that surround us. So I I think it, it it will be a little bit of a learning curve for me. But I think the bottom line is it doesn't matter uh, the demographic or the socioeconomic uh, circumstances that you're teaching in or that you'll be the athletic director in. As long as they know that they come first, you are there for them. You, when you're a leader, you're serving. Okay, and servitude is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, I uh, hopefully, the Lebanon school district community will see that that I'm there to to help better them, uh, to to give them the best educational experience because education is first, and then what can I do to help their athletics? Um, you know, uh, either long term, like do they want to play in college, or even if it's just you know to stay healthy and, and play a sport and be a part of a team. And then okay, let's let's do that. Let's yeah. let's give you the best case scenario. So let's take a sip break. Okay. Yeah. I want to pick up talking about your daughter, you know, she, yeah. Okay. It's coach Seneco. It's coach, coach Seneco now. now. Oh, sorry. All right. That's right. Coach Seneco. Yeah. So she's, she's coach Seneco so, now at Cedar Crest. As in like. She's the head JV lacrosse coach whoa. assistant to the new, uh, Janine Snyder, who's the new girls okay. lacrosse coach. Yeah. Janine Snyder. She, she is a bio teacher at Cedar Crest. Okay. Is bio. I'm thinking it's bio. If I'm wrong, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure it was bio. Yeah. And her husband's also, uh, Chris is also a teacher out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Chris. Yes. Chris Snyder and, and uh, Janine. But Janine, my memory's awful. The, 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 the teachers I had going through. And you graduated 2011. 2011. Yeah, my memory should be better, but I'm sure. I'm pretty sure she was there. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I probably, she probably had me in class. But, but anyway, so. Coach Seneco, and now athletic director Seneco over here. You know, so what I want to get at is, you know, you coach your daughter. Yes. Um, now. Or try to. Try to. <laughs> and that's what, so what is it like, you know, for some of the listeners, our coaches, you know, managing the player coach and parent child dynamic? Like, what was that like for you? So this is a very cool experience. So myself, my uh, JV head coach, uh, Mike Tanner. Uh, not sure if you know Mike, uh, his wife, Megan Ryland Tanner, okay. for judge, was assistant DA for a while. And yeah. That, yeah, a great family. His daughter, his oldest daughter, Grace, his oldest child, played lacrosse. Um, and my other assistant coach, John Hardy, amazing. His daughter, Jaden, played lacrosse. So all three of us were wow. coach, coaches <laughs> slash dads. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it, it was kind of funny. I, I, not that I refuse to coach my daughter, but when it came time for my daughter to be coached something or be coached during the game, I'd grab Tanner, I'd grab Hardy. Hey, oh, I see. Tell, 
sometimes, and, and my daughter and if, if people who know our dynamics and know us, we're identical. And unfortunately for her, we look identical, but our personalities, and, and I think even uh, Blue Cardinal took a beautiful picture. Uh, I think it was my last game coaching, and, and my daughter was a volunteer at the high school, but she was also a junior, the junior high head coach at the time. And she was up there coaching, and they took wonderful photos of my daughter and I on the sidelines and coaching. And the, the comments that I got on social media, like, oh my goodness, how you guys are exactly identical. The way you stand, the way- Your mannerisms. Our, our mannerisms, the way yeah. we talk our language, um, and passion. It's just everything. Everything's the same. So we kind of butt heads a lot. So when there would mm-hmm. be, you know, games <laughs> and whatever, Coach Hardy or Coach Tanner, when I said I was trying to coach my daughter, they would coach her during the games because she didn't want to hear it from dad too often. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, unfortunately, she, she was a pretty good player, so she did a lot of good things on the field. So when she did well, uh, it was great. She was cool with dad then, but when, when you know, she would do a bonehead play, Right. She, she didn't even want to look at me. She would. You she know, knew. Look. Yeah, she knew. So she would let Coach Hardy and Tanner talk to her. But yeah. so, so all three of us had to coach our kids. And uh, and, and Jaden, you know, she now Grace. Uh, I think she she graduated early, so she didn't play her senior year. She okay. actually started Temple University um, in January of 2021, and she was a class of 2021. So she was one of the early graduates oh, wow. that we do at Cedar Crest. Yeah. And uh, Jaden is now playing uh, at Flagler. Uh, down in Florida, D2 school, and, yeah. and they won the national championship last year. Whoa, so her congrats, freshman year, awesome. she got a ring. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's and, not and, bad. Uh, yeah, she's an year. amazing young lady, uh, just on and off the field. She's great. So, you know, we got to coach our daughters, and we became a family, and we're still family. We're still in the uh, text text chat club, you nice. know, yep. with the coaches, and yeah. we've added Bella to it because, you know, she started coaching last year at the junior high and volunteering at the high school, and now she's, That's phenomenal. you know, Holy coaching God. at the high school. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. So, um you know, when I, when I spoke with you, it was, I think, one of the last games. Um, I was there for Blue Carnival Photography taking pictures, and we have great people on staff at Blue Carnival Photography from, from George and yeah. Shay Lee and do, yeah. do phenomenal jobs. You guys um, are amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, but I, it was last July. That's it. You started pursuing your doctorate in educational leadership at Temple. Yes. So, like, what made you decide, again, to kind of further your education? I guess now that we've spoken, you always wanted to be – athletic director so so yeah. part of going w- with the doctorate route and 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 some of this and i'm going to have to go back here now again about 30 years okay so i did have a teacher i mentioned the teachers who pos- positively influenced me on teaching and maybe this teacher did too but in a different way i was in ninth grade and i had a teacher and i won't say the teacher's name um but it just out of respect maybe it was a bad day what have you but uh it was what do you want to do with your career and it was career we went on the computer you know, I, I, I think we still kind of even have I it. Say, I think I remember form. that. Yeah. Uh, what, what would be your best career path? Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I want to be a, I want to be a high school social studies teacher. Yeah. And she looked me right in the face and said, well, you know what? Maybe you should pursue something else because I, I just don't know if that's for you. I don't I don't know if you're smart enough. Whoa. Quote, I don't think you're smart enough. Yeah. To tell a student that. Wow. Yeah. And that's you know what? And, and, and if age. I would say that, if I would say that teacher's name, most kids, would, oh, my goodness, that teacher's amazing. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, uh, and was never mean to me, was never rude, but that stuck with me. You're not smart enough. So when I got the second opportunity to go back and, you know, I got the minor in poli sci and uh, bachelor's in history at LVC. I pursued my first master's at Temple University. Mm -hmm. I got that in school leadership in 2000. I think I graduated. I'm sorry if I'm getting the years. I think I graduated in 2018 with that. Okay. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I, I really want to be an athletic director. 
why don't I go get a sports administration degree too? So then I got my second master's at University of West Virginia. That happened during COVID. And if there's anything positive that came from COVID, which not much I believe has, that for me was great because that was, I actually would have had to go to Morgantown University one weekend a month. Really? As part of the program. And COVID hit and it became all online. So that worked out nicely that in that case. Out, yeah, yeah I, I, that was the one part I wasn't thrilled about doing because it, it would have probably messed with my coaching and lacrosse a little. I, I would right. have been missing some Abella stuff. And uh, it's just it's a lot to, to you know go four hours, I think it was, four hours to yeah. go to Morgantown for the, weekend. And for the weekend and then come back and then go right back into coaching and teaching. And so if the, anything positive for me personally, it was that COVID hit and I didn't have to make that trip. But uh, I wrapped up that degree in 2021. Okay. And um, I was kind of like, you know what? I, I really kind of want that DR in front of my name. And it all stems back to being told I wasn't smart enough. Like, to me, it, it was kind of what, what, what else would be a big, giant middle finger than yeah. to have a DR in front of my name? Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. Yeah. And now it's always been kind of the chip on my shoulder, especially you. the yeah. second time around. Obviously, I really didn't take that into consideration when I my first round with college, go around with it. But since I went back, I will say that still pops in my head occasionally. So not only do I want to be a better leader and school administrator and a doctorate program would help me with that, uh, but it was also kind of a – it was an ego thing for me, chip on my shoulder, just to kind of you know, prove, prove naysayer or naysayers wrong that yeah you know what i yeah. can do this well there you go i can do this i feel like that should be a maybe a quote on your uh, on your wall maybe you know and you could tell uh, students that student athletes as they come in you know because you at that that could have completely devastated change your career path and you could have been like you know what yep i'm just gonna be a bum or whatever you know right uh, right because and, and that influences yeah. the way i teach i uh, and i said it, it you yeah. know i mentioned uh uh mr todd and i mentioned Rob Bear and, and, and there were others, Mr. Allwine at, at the middle school. And uh, so a lot, a lot of good teachers. And I'm not saying this teacher wasn't a good teacher. They right. may have just been a bad moment. But uh, that words have meanings. And when I'm in front of my students or my, in front of my athletes, and not even my students, it could be any student, you always make sure you end on a positive and, and you give them the positive light of, you know, they could be having the worst day ever you need to show them that the, there's positivity going on more now today than ever. I think our students are facing, um, you know, just a, a lot in their lives that, that, that can, you know, positively or negatively affect you. Sometimes there, uh, a, a lot of times now, unfortunately, a kid's safe space is school. Yeah. Yeah. And they need that teacher teachers to be looking out after them. And, uh, I've never told a kid that they're not good enough or they should, even if there was a student who I'm like, you know, maybe they want to go to AP or, or, or something and they're asking for me. I'll say, hey, let's have a conversation. This is my lunch. I'll give you a pass or yeah. this is my, my prep. Let's meet after school and have a conversation about this. And I'll never say no. I'll ask investigative questions on why you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I would say, hey, it's going to be a challenge. I'm just giving you that heads up. But if you put your mind to it, you're going to be able to do it. I'll sign this pass, meet, meet with your counselor. And uh, because you have to get a, when you jump up into an honors or AP, you, you need your current teacher's signature. So I always tell a kid, hey, you know, even if I think eh, that this is yeah. a stretch for you, kiddo, I, I would never say that to him. It, it will be, hey, this is what you're going to be facing. Yes. Just to give you that heads be up. Be real with them, right. Now go do it if you want it. Yeah. Get after it. Right. Perfect. So yeah. let's talk about, you know, how did the athletic director position at Levin High School How'd that come about? Um, you know, I'd love to get a little, little bit of background on that. I'm sure a lot okay. of the listeners would. Yeah. Um, it, it, 
try to be careful on how I. Uh, so what happened is I was uh, I actually didn't even know what was posted. Okay, because I was gonna say it had to be a surprise, right? I mean, you're you're coaching, you're you're teaching, right? It was, and and I knew Carlos. Uh, so I know Carlos Sanchez, the current AD. Yeah. Uh, I knew he was there. He was kind of new into the position. I I I know Carlos not personally, but I you know acquaintances, and I kind of know. Well, he's not quite at the retirement age yet. Right. He's got a few about four or five more years to go. And uh, I did get a phone call from uh, someone from the school district, uh, from Lebanon School District, that said, "Hey, uh, you see the AD positions posted, right?" I'm like, "No, I." You know, like, so you you can be set up to get emails uh, from certain search engines on when positions posted, oh, okay. the state teacher position, AD, admin, and uh, I actually turned them off. I just started my doc. I, I didn't want them. I, I love okay, Cedar Crest. I love Cornwall Lebanon. You're happy. I just started. Yeah, I just started yeah. my doctorate. I know that's a three three and a half year program. Um, I wasn't intending to look anywhere. Okay. And I said, yeah, well, that's great. Let me look at it. Made a couple phone calls, sent a couple texts. And, uh, next thing I know, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe you should apply Tony. And, uh, and I did, and I'm super glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a sip break. Okay. When we talked just last year, there was no hint of like, oh, I'm looking for change or anything. So I just wondered how, how that came about. I was hoping to bide my time until Rick Dissinger retired. To be honest, okay. and and I don't know, you know, Rick and I talk, and and, and Rick is absolutely amazing. He, he's another shout out. I mean, you want to talk about someone who's doing everything he can, and then some to to make Cedar Crest what it is. Um, he's one of them. I, yeah. he, he does such an amazing job. He's all about the kids. He's all about the athletic program, and um, he's doing it the right way. And and I definitely learned a lot watching him, either by his side or, or from a distance, and seeing the things that he was doing. But uh, that that was kind of my goal. Was okay. Rick, Rick will retire four or five years. Okay. Um, even had some conversations with upper admin at the district saying, Hey, you know, this is kind of my plan. This what is I'm what thinking. I'm looking at. Yeah. And, uh, received some support and, um, it, but it was also, okay, well, you know, it's going to be about four or five years, six years, whatever. And I said, Hey, I'm here at Cedar Crest. And, uh, I said, you know, there, I, I did kind of mention there's maybe two or three school districts that if something did pop up, mm-hmm. I would probably be interested in. Lebanon was one of them, uh, just because it's Lebanon. It's it's my hometown, not my home school district, but my hometown, and right. I have a lot of respect for the the administration and the teachers uh, there. And I was like, you know, that would be a great fit. And lo and behold, you know, it popped up. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. So now, you know, some Lebanon sports programs have been facing some tough seasons over the years. Yeah, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on trying to turn those programs around? Um, and, and with that question, we, we, we know, obviously we're thinking football and basketball for, uh, you know, football and bo- uh, boys basketball, the girls basketball team is, they're doing phenomenal. oh my gosh, the yeah. last two years and, and they're going to be out of this world again next year. Good, good. Uh, yeah. the, so it's, uh, yes. And those are the, the, the predominant kind of the, 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 those are, and I, and I use the term lightly, but the, the sexy sports that, you know, everyone talks about football, basketball, the big names, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. no, no one's really talking too much about, you know, and, and unfortunately track and field or lacrosse or, you know, bowling, which right. you know, volleyball, Cedar, yeah. Yeah, volleyball and, and, and they should, because their sports are amazing right. too. They're absolutely great. great. Athletes, yeah. But th- those are the ones that the, the media kind of wants to focus on. And of course the community and unfortunately, you know, at Lebanon, their, their football team has struggled the last two or three years. Uh, basketball team has struggled the last two years and um and i believe we have the right people in place well football uh we're currently still looking for a head coach and um we'll, we'll be closing in on that process here pretty soon i think oh good okay uh, yeah. but uh, uh having a head football coach but uh you know i think we have a great coaching staff for the boys basketball team it's just now building the the to me, it's starting with the community based. Let's get the community involved. Let's the players, you know, let the players know that we're there for them and, and build that foundation of trust, respect, 
and let's start getting into the hard work. Let's start putting the grit. And I'm not saying they're not doing that now, Mm -hmm. but maybe just having different eyes on it and a different feeling. And, and, you know, as we know, sometimes change is good and and change can, uh, can spark change in a positive way. So I'm uh, hoping that's what I can do when I get there and, uh, get those sports back to what the community is used to, because they have a long history. Football and and basketball have a long history here in, in Lebanon County of success. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we're, we're just, unfortunately, we're seeing them in a lull right now. Uh, where where they're you know they're working hard but they're just not getting it done. So hopefully in the next couple of years we'll we'll start seeing some big change in what they're doing as a coach and being this AD here. Well, this fall really. I mean, I know you'll be there in the spring, but why is it so important from your perspective to leave or to be a positive influence on a student athlete or just a student in general? Because to me, and, and it's kind of hard for me to put it into words, it, it's more of a feeling. I, I think it's just through my own life experiences of, of understanding how important education and athletics is. And and there are, you know, thousands of researches done that athletics or any extracurricular activity, mm-hmm. drama, band, music. And, and, and I know I'm kind of, I'm the athletic director, but I'll tell you what, I have the biggest respect for band and drama. You want to talk about kiddos and, and their teachers and directors for that, man, they put so much time into that so much time yeah. and hard work. And, um, but, uh, it, we know extracurricular activities, specifically athletics can, you know, really help a student's GPA. It, it learns them, you know, we talked to them earlier about a schedule. And consistency and and all those things that will help a person uh, become a a positive contribution to society. And I I believe education athletics does that. So that's why I think it's important for me to to really get involved, start making a difference, uh, get into the community, which is my plan, um, starting, uh, you know, some youth sports. I know they have youth sports, but I think we want to go more school aligned uh, intramurals, okay. get these kids participating, start working out um, plans with the families because I know transportation in Lemon School District can, can be a bit of an issue. Uh, we're, we're already kind of jotting down ideas and brainstorming that's and, great. Uh, on yeah. how we're going to correct some, some of these challenges that the families face. Yeah, and that's a, a perfect segue. Doing a little bit of research, there was an article on USA Today says that roughly 70% of kids drop out of sports by the age of 13. And then, you know, of course that leaves the high school coaches with less of a talent, a talent pool uh, to pull from. So now how would you plan to try to encourage student athletes uh, to come out and, and just give sports a, a shot, you know, give so, it a chance. So I think it starts at the elementary levels. Uh, one thing that uh, Cornwall Lemon School District does well is incorporating athletics and band and drama even at the elementary schools. And uh, so we're, we're really going to focus that on Lebanon. Let's get them involved. Let's, uh, you know, do after school programs, um, meaning even if it's ways of finding transportation for them, but do it immediately after school. So they're not having to go home and come back because again, when transportation is an issue, you know, that's a roadblock. Right. So uh, we're going to be getting the teachers, all faculty administration, the families to buy into, hey, let's have a, an open gym. Let's have a basketball. Uh, at the high school, uh, we're currently, although I'm not there yet, but part of my my plan of, of moving into the position was creating uh, like an intramural program uh, after school, right after school, get the kids involved, get, getting them to playing the sports. I mean, that's part of the issue. So right. Just getting them to just participate. Getting them involved. Um, right. And uh, so, so we're going to be doing that almost like a championship intramural, like for two or three weeks. Oh, nice. Hopefully in between – 
PIAA seasons. So as we know, there's kind of like a two or three week kind of window. Like, uh, yeah. window. So uh, hopefully do those kind of like championship, get a trophy, get teams in there and, you know, hey, you're an intramural champion. Oh, great. You love the sport that much. Guess what? This yeah. sport now starts next week. Give it a shot. Right. Give it a try. And, and, yeah. and that's what we're going to be attempting to do here within the next year. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So now you mentioned so many great mentors. Are there any others that you wanted to shout out as we start to wrap up the episode? So it, it, if anything, I you know, it, it, my best friend growing up actually wasn't from this area. And, and he, he's a huge supporter of me, as I am of him. And uh, his name's actually Matt Smith. And he lives in the northern Reading area. Uh, he is a head of maintenance, I believe, for Reading Housing Authority. Uh, he, he's actually kind of okay. good. He's a little older than I am. But we actually started out, I didn't even mention, but uh, I reached BMX for, for years. And actually what? got to, Yeah, and actually got to travel the country. Now you uh, say it at the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know well, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I reached BMX for, from when I was four till I was about 16. And then again, from when I was 22 till I was 26 until I had a really bad neck injury. Oh, my Lord. Uh, but uh, And that's what kind of uh, put a kibosh on that. So you do but, the races and... You said all over the country. I, I traveled the country. I was actually, wow. uh, I was uh, sponsored by a national team. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just bringing this, this up now. Crazy. I was actually rider of the year in the state of Pennsylvania wow. one year. Um, so that's how him and I met. Okay. okay. And uh, we, yeah. we were on the same racing team together. He was a hell of a rider too. Um, and uh, we uh, had stayed friends. I think I was nine and he was 13 when we met on our yeah. racing team. And he's just a huge supporter and, you know, pushing for whatever I want to do and kind of like one of my biggest cheerleaders. So that dude's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. He's wow. a brother. He's a brother. Very, me. very cool. I'm glad you brought that up. You yeah. Know? That's so neat because I'm sure a lot of people don't know that. So the neck injury was kind of like you're done. Luckily, I mean, you're, you're fine I, now. I, I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, there's some bulging discs in my neck and, yeah. uh, but my, um, specialist i had to go see a specialist and what have you and they're like yeah you, you might want to lay off some of these sports here that you're yeah. doing so that's why now you just see me on a on a gravel bike or a road bike out in the road but i'm yeah. still competitive but just in a different form okay good all right <laughs> <laughs> and so i saw you brought a lacrosse stick yes i brought a lacrosse you. stick yeah. yeah so because it was, it was such a huge influence um it, you know again a sport i knew nothing about but it opened up so many doors and avenues for me that i never would have thought even 12 years ago yeah. That I would be a lacrosse coach, that I would be the head coach for girls lacrosse that, you know, take a program that when I took over in 2017 had a total of 39 girls between junior high and high school playing. Wow. To now, when I left in May, we had 138 girls participating between nice. grades 2 and 12. Yeah. Holy uh, cow. Well, and it's one of the largest. You grew uh, that program. It's one of the largest programs. Uh, well, it's the largest program in Lebanon. The only other lacrosse school is Palmyra. And, uh, but we're up there with the townships, Hemfields, Wilson's, we're even bigger than Hershey right now. Wow. Um, Hershey's so got a good program. For they have I an know. amazing program. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, for, for us to go from 38, 39, 40 ish to, you know, almost 140. That's amazing. And, and, there's, and, and, oh, and sorry, yeah, it just brought me so many yeah. opportunities. That's why I brought, I was like, I, I still love lacrosse. I'll actually be going to the girls winter league game as soon as we're, we're done here i'll be heading down to oh, lancaster nice. yeah, going down, um, yep. a lot of the girls still ask me to show up plus my daughter is coaching and uh, my daughter reminds me dad uh, since you got into education you've never missed any of my events playing or coaching wow i missed one a couple, great... i missed one a couple months ago because i had to take a uh, a research exam at well that's Temple. acceptable you uh, can you can afford to miss she one still rode me on that though she? <laughs> she still rode me on that it's like, yeah. like an eight hour test i mean <laughs> i'm sitting there writing and typing the entire time right. and, and she's right. just like 
doesn't matter, dad, you could have taken it another day. And yeah. I'm like, oh, nice. I don't know if I, I could have, but I was like, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer not to. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, so I, I'm still going to, even at the AD of Lebanon, I know it's going to be difficult. And she's kind of, her and I've had that conversation and said, Hey, you're going to have games. I'm not going to be able to make kiddo. And she said, it's all right. I think it's worth it now. It's worth it. Yeah. 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 And, and you're leaving Cedar Crest in, in great hands with, with, with Coach, Coach Sinico. Co- Co- yeah. Coach Sinico, well, JV and yeah. Coach Snyder on the varsity yep. level. She's she's going to do amazing, yeah. amazing things there. Yeah. They're going to be really, really fun to watch this year. Phenomenal. Great, yeah. great. So now how can our listeners connect with you and follow along on your journey? So I'm, I, right now it's still linked kind of with uh, my Cornwall 11 school district account, but it's uh, I'm on one X. It's pretty, pretty much the only thing that I put out there publicly other than my, my own private social media. Uh, and it's at Mr. Sinico history um and uh, it's on x if you just type that up you'll you'll see my my ugly mug there uh, picture there i think a yearbook photo and uh, right now i'm bouncing a lot of repost and post about lebanon school district and cornwall lebanon school district uh and i'll probably do the same just be more leaning towards lebanon when i move there in march perfect that wraps it up then anything else awesome no i appreciate you giving this opportunity this was a lot of fun yeah no thank you for coming in tony sinico future athletic director at lebanon high on the american girl podcast in the color tech creative solution studios thank you for joining me thank you brother i appreciate you if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave a review to see photos of today's guests and more content just search american grown podcast on facebook and instagram if you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast please direct message or email austin at american grown pod at gmail.com this episode was brought to you by these sponsors. Cleona Coffee Roasters is a small batch coffee roastery and coffee shop. Veteran and first responder owned, community oriented, and roasted fresh to order. Now open inside 911 Rapid Response, Anvil PA. Go to CleonaCoffeeRoasters.com to order online, see updated hours, and find where you can buy it close to you. Triggered 22 LLC, a veteran owned apparel company. By purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or hoodie from Triggered22, you're not only supporting a small business, but you're bringing awareness to veteran PTSD and suicide. Please help save the lives of those who fought for our freedoms. Visit Triggered22.com now and place your order. Let's help those suffering from invisible wounds.